This week on 880 In-Depth, a career well done in radio news. We do hear that uh, there is no power throughout many of the major cities in New York State. The voice of longtime WCBS News Radio 880 anchor Pat Farnack, our guest in this week's In-Depth Podcast. Hey, Pat. Thank you so much for having me. This is very touching. I'm Tim Sheld, and I, I'm Pat we're, we're, we're in reverse roles. I'm yes. sitting here in the anchor position, it and you're, feels in the, weird. you're in the guest position. It feels weird. I'm not really supposed to be talking. I'm the behind-the-scenes guy, generally. <laughs> but I'm very happy to have you with me this week, because after more than four decades, four decades, what'd you tell me, 40, 47 years. How'd you do that? Did you start when you were a teenager? Uh, a nine, young teenager. I was 19. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, after more than four decades uh, spent in the daily grind of, of this business we call news, our voice of calm and confidence and a whole lot of heart, Pat is stepping away from the WCBS microphone this week, retiring from her news anchor job. Um, an amazing, amazing career. Um, only the last 19 of it spent here, 18 right. and a half spent mm-hmm. here. Where did it begin? Where did it... Uh... When I was in college, I worked at... W- Pennsylvania. Yeah, WBRX in Berwick, Pennsylvania, home now to a nuclear power plant, but there wasn't <laughs> one at that time. You got glowing reviews of your work there, by the way. <laughs> and uh, I happened to be at the station when a jock said, I don't care if you're letting me go to his boss, I am going to this funeral. And they said, don't walk out or you're going to lose your job. You'll be fired. And the only one there was moi. So they threw me on the air. I was terrible, but I was hooked. And what was it about that and that day that that gave you a sense of this is what you wanted to do? It was ever it encompassed everything that is me talking, writing when I got into news, only news and not playing records, as well as ripping and reading. And I just I just loved it. Um, and and the danger of being live and that anything could happen. I was hooked. And anything does happen. Yes. We, we have uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things in, in the next few minutes. So I appreciate your 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 wisdom. And, and thanks for sitting down with me. Uh, why don't we begin here uh, talking about anything can happen. Let's listen back to that cut again, Bill. We do hear that uh, there is no power throughout many of the major cities in New York State, in Toronto, in Ottawa, Detroit, Cleveland, and Hartford. Also, no buses, trains, or subways running in Manhattan at the moment. And we're told that the airports are affected. 2003, you remember wow. that? The voice of Tony Guida and Pat Farnack. Thank goodness for Tony Guida. We had nothing. We had no computers. We had very little resources except for people calling in on the phone. Middle of the afternoon, too, yeah. right, wasn't it? Yes. Crazy. Yes. But uh, like I said, thank God for Tony Guida because he is uh, Gabby, and, and I guess I am too. So we, we were able to tell stories and just keep it going throughout the day. I right. think we were on for seven hours. How do you do that, though? What, what, what resource, what reserve, what are you talking about? I mean, I know, but I just think I w- I'd love for you to share that. I think that the most important thing is you can't be all wrapped up in sounding like you want to sound perfectly on the air, not making any errors, not knowing where you're going when you're speaking. And you have to just sort of let go of all of that, I think, is the moral of the story. And uh, 
just put yourself in the shoes of the people who are listening. They need our help. They need our information. You're you're always so nice um, to be. Um, well, first of all, I should explain that your shift in the middle of the day, midday n- news anchor, may be the most challenging for a couple of reasons. You're by yourself. You're mm. solo in terms of in the studio, and most of the news that happens in our world happens in the middle of the day. That's challenging. I love that. I love that, and it, it goes by in a flash. I was anchoring for a while from ten till three. And uh, now I'm anchoring from 10 to 1, and uh, it, it keeps you hopping. It feels like 20 minutes, and I'm not kidding, every day. <laughs> now, um, there are some days we remember more than others. I'm going to ask you if you have specific memories. Is there any one story that stands out to you? I have to say Sandy Hook. I mean, that was the most unbelievable story, one of them, of my entire career. I couldn't believe when I heard uh, we were getting reports from Fran Schneido and from Connecticut that children were among uh, the dead. And uh, I just, I I couldn't come to grips with it in my head, but I had to make sure. And I'll never forget that day. Breaking news on WCBS 880. Police have swarmed Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut after a school shooting today. WCBS Connecticut Bureau Chief Fran Schneido joins us live now with the latest. Fran? State Police Lieutenant Paul. Mm-hmm. How do you keep calm um, in a scenario like that when everybody in the newsroom is um, dumbstruck uh, by the tragic news, we knew a little bit more than we could say on the air. Mm-hmm. We needed confirmation, but that is that probably is one of the most difficult things that a news anchor has to do. It certainly is. Uh, I don't know. I've been able to do that throughout my career. I sort of do this physical thing <laughs> where I pass my hand in front of my face, and it just it's something that allows me to click off of my emotions a little bit and just get on to the matter at hand. And, and what's it like to turn the mic off at the end of the day um, and have to deal with that? It's, it's a letdown and um, a joy. <laughs> and by that, I mean uh, you're so geared up, you're so on. And that's, that's something about this business that I sort of don't like. I love most of <laughs> this business, but it's so relentless. And I feel like you can't let your guard down for a minute. And uh, sometimes, though, when I walk away, even after a long, exhausting day, it's, I want to go back. <laughs> so in, in the can, we were having this conversation a couple of days ago about the trauma of the job and hearing all of the difficult stories that you, um, you know, the, the breaking news, Sandy Hook in particular. Um, how do you shake that off? Or do you? I don't think you do. I think it build, builds up on you. And that's why even though uh, I'm going to miss doing this every day, coming into WCBS every day, I think the bittersweet part of it is more sweet than it's bitter. And I should point out uh, that you will continue to have a a place on the radio station. Um, You've done for a number of years uh, your health and well-being reports. Uh, I love that. You've done some great reporting on it, really useful um, great information for us, and you'll continue to do that. You're just not going to come in here every day and do it, which is, yes. yeah, you win. It'll that. be <laughs> it'll be nice to stay yeah. engaged. 
Totally, and mm-hmm. I think our, our listening audience will, will very much appreciate that. Uh, there are also moments of joy that you get to share from uh, the news studio. Here's one. The historic parade for the number one in the world U.S. women's soccer team. Pat, we'll throw it back to you. All right, let's go to uh, Sean Adams and pick it up from there. Can you hear me, Sean? I can hear you. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> I can. Go can ahead. USA chant. Hear this. All right. USA. USA. What's it like to bring live moments like that to the audience? I love that. And I remember doing parades and, and so forth early in my career. I have to say, though, I like being in the anchor on the anchor desk more than I like being out in the crowd. I guess you might find this hard to believe, but I really am a shy personality. Uh, with people I know, I'm not, <laughs> but I, I'm more reserved than a lot of people uh, would think. We heard the voice of uh, Sean Adams there a little yes. bit ago. You heard uh, Fran Schneido. You've gotten to work with some really, really talented people over the years in in a lot uh, at a lot of radio stations. No, and yes, TV. I have. Yes, and I TV. have. Who were the folks that touched your career along well, the way? We were talking before we uh, started talking on on mic with uh, Gil Gross. Mm-hmm. I was uh, a, a, he was my partner in Philly at WWDB. And uh, he was uh, a hoot. I also worked with Larry Kane, remember sure. him, mm-hmm. in TV and so many uh, people at Channel 3 in, in Philadelphia. And I was also um, an anchor on TV for <laughs> Channel 48, WKBS, which was so much fun. Have you ever seen the movie UHF with Weird Al Yankovic? I don't think I have. Oh, you have to see it. It's <laughs> it was Channel 48. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. They would roll um, out the boxing ring after we did the news. So they'd take the news set out and then they'd move out the boxing ring or sometimes wrestling ring uh, after we were through with the news at Channel 48. So it was uh, quite an experience. You mentioned um, Gil Gross and, and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I had a communication with him this week and, and Gil mentioned to me uh, that... Uh, the two of you as co-anchors yes. uh, won a couple of awards, best yes. newscast and best anchor team kind of thing. And he mm-hmm. said to me, hands down, that you, Pat Farnack, w- were the best co-anchor that he'd ever worked with. And that's a guy that's worked that's with so some sweet. some pretty significant uh, co-anchors, including at him. this radio station. I loved him. I lo- good good he, man. Yes, very much so. I also did a stint at WNBC yes. during its uh, heyday with uh, Don Imus, Howard Stern, Soupy Sales, and the whole lot of them. WN. WNBC. And you know what? That taught me not to be embarrassed and to really be myself on the air because anything can happen. And again, the danger of uh, broadcasting live. Howard Stern can do that for you. <laughs> yes, he can. And and I didn't realize this, but we learned this week that you also did a stint there in the traffic helicopter. Oh, yes, I did. And this was um, this was in the N-copter, as they called it in those days. And it was just for a very brief period of time, I would say six to eight months, something like that. And uh, before they hired someone full-time, I, I was afraid... Um, we had a, um, a landing in a ball field that just really got me nervous. And uh, then the late Jane Dornacker took over that uh, spot. And, of course, with 
fatal consequences. Right. She she died in the uh, in the in the crash, crash of, of the, the helicopter. helicopter on the west side of Manhattan in October of 1986. So um, a dangerous, dangerous job. You I don't can't know even it. Believe that it happened that, to this day. I that, mean, yeah. I can't. I can't even. And and how. What if I had decided that I'm going to give this a go because the money was so good? And sometimes that can be like the devil on your shoulder. Well, you know that I had a early stint in my career at Shadow Traffic. So I, I worked with yeah. Donna Fiducia, who also worked uh, mm-hmm. in the Encopter for a while, worked here. And Tom Kaminsky and I are lifelong friends. And Neil Bush and I are, you know, yeah. friends. And so I, I know and respect what kind of a job that is to do that. So that's mm-hmm. an amazing, amazing uh, thing to do. Um you also, during the course of your career, any of us, uh, you're in the anchor booth, but you are a reporter, uh, and 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 frankly, um, you're a good reporter. And oh. here's a, an example of something that uh, you and I conspired uh, to to cover a couple of years back when the Amtrak uh, mm-hmm. a crash happened. Mm-hmm. It was one evening in uh, I can't even remember the date now. I probably have it written down there. Bill, was it 2015? Yeah, but here. Joining us live from the scene, WCBS reporter Pat Farnack. The train flew off the track in a very industrial uh, part of Philadelphia, the Port Richmond section. What we were able to see was one really badly mangled train car, which was, uh, it almost looked like it was welded into this huge metal ball. And uh... Boy, I remember that night, early morning. Um, what's it like to, to have to get out and know nothing and run into a scene and then all of a sudden dial up the phone and have to it's it was very disconcerting and uh it was the middle of the night and they weren't allowing uh any reporters to get too close and by the time i got there there weren't any reporters around so it was just sort of like me and it felt like the end of the world just looking at that that wreckage and knowing the people had died in it and i uh, have taken amtrak for many, all, all 20 years that I've been working at WCBS, I've taken Amtrak every day. And uh, that was very disconcerting, very scary. There are always moments on the radio station when you're in the anchor booth and someone presses the intercom. You don't hear that on the air, but a producer presses the intercom and says, Pat, here's a story we need to get on the air. And, and it, it's uh, quite stunning. Here's one, uh, one during your career. Just came in a few minutes ago. The governor's office has announced that uh, there will be a statement made about Elliot Spitzer resigning coming up at 1130 this morning. So stay tuned to WCBS. What do you, what do, you do when they say, hey, out of nowhere, the governor of New York is resigning? And I think in the next graph, this is from the New York Times, by the way. So you recognize that it, the, 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 you know, that it does have some credibility that it had to do with a prostitution scandal. You're like, whoa, holy cow. <laughs> How do you handle a story like that? You just put your head down and do it? Well, you have to be careful. I'm always afraid that I'm getting the wrong information and that I will be forever vilified <laughs> for going on the air with something that's way off base. So there's a little bit of fear. But again, that's what makes our job, I think, so exciting and, and fun. Um, what moments do you remember uh, being in the anchor booth at WCBS and stories? You said Sandy Hook. Uh, we we heard another. Um, I, I don't know. No, I won't cue that up. But we heard another uh, piece of sound during the course of our week about Jim McGreevy announcing. Mm. Remember that you were that you was were, shocking. Wow. 
that was uh, some something that came out of nowhere, and uh, you know some rumblings um, about him. You know, not even on the air over the years that he you know may have been gay or what have you, and and um, and then there were some issues related to uh, his marriage that that were that were whispers in certain places, uh, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere comes uh, this this revelation uh, on the air, and you're you're there in the anchor booth, and your jaw drops open, and then you got to go on the air and sort of capsulize it, no? Well. Uh- I think for me, you think, oh, this is another political news conference. Ho-hum, yawn. But in this case, and and I thought that up to the very minute when he approached the microphone, I thought, this isn't going to be anything. You know, maybe I can order something online. No, I didn't think that. I didn't <laughs> think that. But I, I was, uh, my jaw dropped. Uh, funny stories. Uh, have you had? I mean, no, you've been thinking about uh, you know this date uh, for a while, and you've you've you know gotten to think about it. Um, any moment stand out as a crazy moment? Well, I would have to say that working with Tony Guida <laughs> was uh, was quite something, and he kept us laughing during what could have been. Uh, a very frightening and uh, downbeat time with the. Uh, with the blackout tv versus radio you did a little bit of tv uh down in philadelphia you also did a uh, did you do your um uh your television uh, uh beauty feature what was it how do i look or do i look do i look okay do i look no, okay that was only radio that was radio yeah yeah i i like tv a lot but i love radio i guess that's the difference uh you're it's really up to you uh, what you're going to put out over the airwaves, and it just feels so much more intimate to me. Uh, Philly versus New York. I mean, I know that's your home, yeah. uh, but New York is sort of your adopted home, no? I love New York. I mean, I, I, the, it's so exciting, and I'm going to miss all the energy, but I sort of grew up at KYW, and I was... Uh, I guess you could call me the ambassador for the station. I would do two or three nights a week where I would be out among people. And that's really when radio was something. And for Philadelphia, KYW was a huge deal. And I can remember, uh, uh, I think it was the ringing of the Liberty Bell. That's right. The ringing of the Liberty Bell to end the Gulf War wow, am I going back in time? <laughs> but we had a big hoo-ha ceremony at uh, at the Liberty Bell, and that was uh, such a highlight. All the generals were there from the war. and If I'm not mistaken, isn't there a photograph of that hanging in the newsroom in KYW of you at the, at the podium? There, uh, there might be. As a matter of fact, Alex Silverman, who was here um, as your right-hand guy, uh, he is now the head honcho at Mm -hmm. KYW, and he said to me, he sent me an email a few months ago, and he said, I see your face every day you're on the wall here (laughs) at KYW, so I have to go down there and check it out. Um, And so as we close out, um, give you a chance to talk about um, insight. Um, Would you do it again? Would you do it the same way again? I, I have very few regrets. I, I, I have very few regrets. Um, I would say that I probably would try to push myself to take more chances. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't have the warmth and comfortable and exciting also career that I have had if I hadn't had jumped ship more often. 
uh, <clears throat> wisdom for young people that are thinking about a career in either journalism or or uh, news? Sometimes in spite of myself, I think I urge people. I do a uh, conference every summer at uh, Bloomsburg University in central Pennsylvania. And <clears throat> from year to year, I've done it for about 15 years now, and from year to year, I I differ on whether I think I should urge people to go into broadcasting or not. Some years I'm higher on the <laughs> uh, on how great the industry is. Some years I'm not. But I would say overall, it's it it is a great business if you have a thick skin and you can sort of go with the flow a little bit. So that would be my advice. Have you? And just um, you know, I'm going to give you the the final word, but I I should you know, make it clear that we are better for having spent time with you. We're a better radio station. We're better people. Uh, truth be told, we're friends. We'll remain friends. This is kind of a fraternity at this radio station, yes. a dysfunctional family at, oh, at yes. times. But oh. We have our our issues. Bill Tynan, who is, uh, you know, who does all of our imaging and creative services and helps on the technical side with the podcast, is shaking his head yes. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, they, the, the group of WCBS folks and the, the people who have worked in this, uh, at this radio station, stay together. They actually have twice annual... They call them board meetings, and they uh, that you're aware of, and so mm-hmm. um, they they stay together, and uh, it's great to see, you know, young people join the group of, of folks that that keep the legacy of the radio station uh, radio station alive, but you haven't you don't recognize that you have an impact on on the lives of the folks that are out there listening. Uh, you're not just a disembodied voice in. Uh, in in the news studio, so you could be shy, but you're talking to a lot of people, and we appreciate um, you know what you've done for us. Well, thank you for doing this podcast with me. It was really an honor to work here and uh, to be friends with everybody as well. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. Oh, I can't believe it's time. It's time for me, Pat Farnack, to say goodbye. I'm retiring, so this will be my last show here at WCBS. I've been in broadcasting, radio and TV, for 47 years, the last 20 or so here at WCBS. It's been challenging, relentless, exciting, and never, ever boring. It's also been a blessing and mostly a lot of fun. I'd like to thank you so much for listening. I'm Pat Farnack. Take care. It's 12.58. Time now for Jim Feldman. And again, we are all going to miss you here at oh, CBS. so best of luck. We've got problems in Westchester County now, both directions of the Sawmill Parkway. Completely shut down between exit 37 and 39 with some ongoing emergency activity. You've got delays still on the southbound side of the Henry Hudson through the Bronx as you're getting down towards Broadway. Ongoing work on a tree that fell down this morning, so you still have up to two lanes blocked. Southbound side of the Deegan, also very slow as you're getting through the 230s. You do have some emergency construction there and up to two lanes are blocked as well. And now the forecast from the WCBS Weather Center. Freezing quite chilly this afternoon. Periods of rain are drizzling the city and nearby suburbs. Still some freezing rain north and west of the city at least through mid-afternoon. I-36 becoming windy and cold tonight with clearing. Watch for icy spots especially outside of the city. Low 30 and mid-town mid-20s across the Hudson Valley. It is 33 degrees, light rain falling, some fog and mist hanging in there in Central Park. a little Central misty in Park. here, Pat. I am. A little I misty. am. Going to miss you guys. Good luck. I'm Pat Farnack. Take care. This is WCBS, WCBS HD, and WCBS FM HD2 New York.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.